Did you see that you can do like an emoji on your AirPods case? And then, yeah. or the Memoji, and then it like pops up as a Memoji. Yeah, or any engraving now, which is a really nice little extra. Interesting. So that that's actually one thing that I just noticed with AirPods. This episode is going to be all about AirPods Pro 2, and then maybe a little bit of Apple Watch Ultra, kind of just like a one-week impressions. But So that was something that I, I saw the other day online. And also, I didn't realize this until like a couple days after using it, but they automatically display the battery case level and the AirPods level yes. without having to have them like nearby and like the case flipped up and everything. How does that it's work? It's really handy. How does that work? I think it's, I think it's enabled by, it's, it's got to be either the, the U1 chip or Bluetooth 5.3, or it's, it's definitely something is going on with the charging case because the charging case is now more of its own thing. So it's able to transmit that information all the time. I mean, one little rumor that we we had um, that actually seems to be correct according to CT scans of the device is the lanyard loop isn't actually just a lanyard loop. It actually is connected um, to the circuitry inside, which suggests that it's actually used as an antenna. So maybe that's what's enabling it to transmit that battery information, or at least it's used for precision finding with U1. But there's a lot more going on with this charging case now. Um, which is what makes it, to me, feel like a lot more of a uh, tight package. So do you think the lanyard loop was kind of a last-minute ad? Um, or maybe it was always the plan all along, but like instead of having a weird antenna on it, they're like, no, oh, we'll just make it a lanyard loop so that we can sell yeah. lanyards. Makes it more convenient. I mean, but, it is a bit weird to have a, like a, a hole on this device, but not on AirTags, which could really could do with that kind of a Could feature. use a lanyard? It's like, I kind of feel like with the lanyard loop, they didn't really plan to do this because they didn't have any accessories by them, you know, by Apple's like first party lineup of accessories for the lanyard loop. They just like kind of mentioned it and then moved on. And there's a Belkin one. I do have it here somewhere. You know, it's fine. It's a lanyard. It connects. It is what it is. But isn't that kind of weird? Do you think they're going to do it eventually? Or is it just kind of like, ah, it's up to the third party? I don't know. I mean, this is one of the things that we know they had on the device for a long time. I don't know if you remember, but it was something that Mac Rumors exclusively reported was this new design for this charging case. Um, yeah. And we had some pictures of it and it showed that lanyard loop. And at the time, people thought it might have been a microphone. Um, we weren't sure what it would necessarily be, but people did speculate it would be a lanyard loop. I actually thought if they were going to go for it, it would have been cooler to go for the... Um, do you remember on the iPod Touch 7 and it had the the little uh, clickable little um, sort of button at the back and it popped out and it yeah. let you connect to like a leather loop? That was like a nicer experience than this, whereas this is literally just like a basic uh, lanyard loop. There is nothing special about this. All right, well, we won't spend too long on that part of the charging case. But, um, I mean, other than that, and then obviously the speakers, I, I haven't really had any, like, real-world use for the speakers to, you know, emit a sound. Basically, I haven't lost these yet. I've had them for a week. So, I mean, they are fairly loud. I don't know if you've tested it at all. Um, but it does work really well, and precision finding is nice. Um but I just haven't had any real-world use cases for when I've lost it. I do, however, hear the little sound 
that it makes when you put it on the charger. I kind of like that. What do you, I mean, have you lost your AirPods no, I, yet? Needed to use it? No, I can't say I've lost them, but I do really like the charging sounds. I think people are mainly thinking about the speaker for Find My, but the charging sounds are what you're going to use. Yeah. Um, and even the thing I didn't realize yesterday, they got a little bit low on charge. And when I pop the earbuds back into the case, it gives you the little, the low battery noise that you get on Apple Watch. Um, so it even lets you know when the battery uh. is low. So it's 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 actually quite useful, um, and I I really like that. It's nice to get that feedback, you know, when you when you put it on a charger, especially now you can use an Apple Watch charger, um, and there's these new ways to charge. Um, it, it makes the case feel like um, much more of a useful part of the product. And the other thing, actually, while I think of it, is when charging. Have you noticed that the magnets seem to be stronger? Because I think they feel a lot better when you put them on a MagSafe um, charger. I've only ever used it on my like bedside one. So I I've not, I did not notice, but um, is that because maybe the Apple Watch charger addition to it? That's kind of weird, right? That came out of left field. What what did they do differently to enable that? Like, why couldn't the other ones do that then? Or at least the other Max can the other MagSafe version of this work? Not with a uh, not with an Apple Watch charger. So they've definitely had to do quite a bit of reworking inside this casing to get. Um, those magnets in there because previously it didn't work with a MagSafe charger um, or with an Apple Watch charger at all, even though it should have. But the charging situation right. with the Apple Watch charger is is strange anyway because it's different. It's like MagSafe Mini. It's it's not MagSafe, um, but I sort of feel like the Apple Watch charger now should work with MagSafe devices. I sh <laughs> you should be able to use it to charge your iPhone. I mean, why do we even need big MagSafe anymore? <laughs> I'm guessing bigger equals more power, which makes it a little bit faster. And maybe you just don't need something as fast for this because it's so small already. Maybe, but the Apple Watch charger's got pretty fast now with the fast charging. So I, I don't, don't know. know. I think it's all pretty fragmented. I didn't see this coming when they said it. I was like, oh, okay. Like that's an interesting I mean, it's, move. It's It's a nice idea, but the fact is it's only useful if you want to charge two things at once with say you're traveling and you've got a lightning cable for your iphone which you'll still need right or a magsafe charger yeah um and then you want to charge something else and you could the only way you can charge your apple watch is with an apple watch charger so it's a really um it's something that will only be useful to you very very occasionally um but it's it's nice it feels good when you put it on the charger it doesn't feel um uh like it's not hooked on there properly it's a little bit low on the case so it kind of overhangs the edge a little bit um, but it does feel quite secure, which I was a little bit concerned about when they when they announced it. Does this work with any Apple Watch charger then? Because the Duo, you can do it on the if you put it flat, then right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you should so be that, able to. I guess there's it's like a nice to have. You know, there's a lot of like flexibility in what you can do. But like, I don't know, that wasn't something that I was expecting or really needed. But I guess it's nice to have. I think so, especially when you think that the AirPods Max have just one way to charge. They've got just lightning. That's it. That's all you've got. Yeah. So it is kind of nice now that there's four different ways to charge the AirPods. Not Pro. to get not to get too off topic with AirPods Max, but do you think there's going to be a MagSafe way to charge those, or some sort of alternative charging? Like I had a thought the other day because someone asked me this, and uh, I my my thought was like, well, it would have to be from the aluminum or metal like ear cups, and I'm guessing like maybe the case. Like if they stuck with that broad design. When they put it in there, there would be like MagSafe coils somewhere in there. And so it would be kind of like you'd have to charge the case to charge the AirPod, you know? 
I think that would be nice. The issue is that they will have to change the AirPods Max design quite significantly because you can't wirelessly charge through right. um, aluminium. That's why they had to switch the iPhone uh, with the iPhone 7 from an aluminium back well, to, have to be, a glass back. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be glass. But that's what I meant. Like When I said the, the, the aluminum there or aluminium for our English friends, Yes. Um, I meant like that area because obviously I don't think you would do it through the ear cups, but yeah, they would have to yes. have to change that for sure. Um, but and then that would kind of lose the appeal and of you know the design. So probably they would not. look a bit strange if if it was just that middle section of the ear cups um, that had to be glass or some sort of nylon. I mean, I I think the AirPods Max weigh way too much, so they could do with losing that weight and using something more lightweight anyway. So maybe it will come with that in time. Because the AirPods what, Max have got to be the next update, right? They're they're oh yeah nearing two years old now. Yeah. So speaking of updates, we'll go back to the AirPods Pro two. A lot of people, surprisingly, and and when I first like, you know, within the first twenty four to forty eight hours of having these, I didn't quite see the same like I didn't have the the same opinion that I saw most people have. But like a lot of people think this is a really good update to the AirPods Pro two, and I've been kind of on the middle of the road with that where I was like, yeah, I mean, it's it's all right. It's got some better. But after using it a lot more, I've kind of felt the same way as most people where it, it does sound better, noticeably better. Um, and the active noise cancellation is wild. I'll be going on a flight next week, so that's where I'm looking forward to testing. I might honestly bring both of them just to see what the differences would be. But like, uh, just in normal use, it does seem better. And then transparency, I haven't... Um, which I have a question on with transparency in a minute, but overall, what do you think about the update so far? Have you been using them a lot? I mean, are you using them right now? Yes. Well, I've had uh, a bit of a journey with the AirPods Pro because I was never a fan of the original. Um, I never bought them for myself. I used my partners from time to time, but every time I did, I thought, oh, you know, these hurt my ears. Um, They get uncomfortable very quickly. I didn't think the active noise cancellation was very impressive because I also have the AirPods Max. Um, so I always reached for those. I found the in uh, the sort of in ear tips very uncomfortable. I thought the sound quality wasn't very impressive, especially compared to AirPods Three. So I was always kind of down on the AirPods Pro. And then when my partner upgraded to the uh, the the latest ones, I gave them a try, and I had to buy them the same day. I was that impressed with them um, because they seem significantly different to me. I mean, maybe that's because I wasn't using them full time before, uh-huh. but. The, the fit, I could not get on with the fit at all before. Whereas there, the little change that has been made to the shape um, and even I think the, the the ventilation system to reduce the sensation of pressure, even that is improved. Um, and I, you know, I, I just had to get some. The same day I had to go to the Apple store and buy some and I've been using them uh, almost constantly uh, since then. So I've, I've been a real convert and now I'm not using either of my other pairs. So it was that slight change of the design. What about the extra small tip? Did you change to that? Did you need that? No, I, I think I, I don't quite know what it is. Um, I think that it might have been the the very slight changes to the actual casing of the earbud itself. Um, also the improved uh, pressure relief um, and even just other things like sound quality of sweeten the deal. The active noise cancellation is definitely better. And so I could kind of see more of a place for this for me. Um, and so I think I'm sort of a bit of a, an unusual customer in the Apple community in that I was never never one for the originals. And I always have said I loved AirPods 3 and those were the ones for me, but not anymore. Um, and I, I really, really like using them. Is it just me 
or is the bass kind of ridiculous in this update? Yes. Okay. It's it's it sounds so good. It, it yeah. sounds like AirPods Max nearly. Right. It's very very close. Yeah, I thought I was going crazy, and I you know when I first put out a video that was from thoughts about it, like right before they came out, I was able to test them, and like. I only had a, sh a very short amount of time. I listened to like maybe a few songs um, and tried to test them out the, the best I could in such a short amount of time. And I mean, I kept going back and forth between the old ones and the new ones and I couldn't make, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, are, how is this like so thumping compared to the other one? I'm like, am I just going crazy? Like what is happening? But I guess the H2 chip is really like doing its job. Yeah. I think it's because the iterations are, are, are pretty across the board here. So the actual driver um, for the speaker inside each earbud is completely different. You've got the H2 that is doing a whole new layer of computational audio. And even the vents on the earbuds, that, uh, on the ear tips themselves, is less dense to let more sound through. Um, so there's there's so much going on there um, to to give it that that deeper bass. Um, and I think for for an earbud like this, it really is very impressive. Um, you know, they brought the AirPods three up to spec with the audio hardware from the AirPods Pro, effectively, yeah. um, when they when they released those last year. But this is taking things up a up a level really really noticeably. I think the audio quality is is excellent now. Even when listening to podcasts, um, just the the clarity and dynamic range that they seem to be capable of is is a significant step up from what I was aware that these earbuds could do before. Um, what about the volume controls? Because I was really excited about this, but I do find it to be a little weird. Do you? I thought when I when I saw it announced, I thought that's going to be terrible because you're you're going to just touch it and then you're just going to knock it out of your ear, um, yeah. And or you'll you'll like adjust it um, in the wrong way. And I thought it would be a really bad experience. But again, I really like it. it was one of the things that sold me on it because so, quite often, you know. I'm walking along and I want to I don't want to have to use my Apple Watch or my iPhone so it's perfect. It's just it's just for me it's like okay so the 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 gesture part of the stem is on the inside. So like you're meant to like squeeze it, right? Yeah. But the outside is where it makes the most sense. Like the side part of it is where it makes Maybe. the most sense to do it. And so when I first tried it I'm like why is this not oh I'm not touching that. So you kind of have to this if for those of you, you know, run over to the the video so you can see what I'm doing. But like if you're if you're touching it like this, this is so weird to even talk about. If you're doing this, it or it does not work, but you have to like tilt your ear and kind of go in like this and then go down. Really if no one had any context of what I was talking about, this would look very strange. But like, it's a very subtle movement. It's one of those things you have to kind of like, get used to. But once you know uh, the the sort of feeling of it, this very sort of right. tiny little movement, you do have to kind uh, of go inside, right? You have to kind of like dig your finger a little underneath in between your ears and your in the AirPod, right? Am I don't I, know. I, I don't. I don't know because you you can do it on the top, right? Like that. I guess. I guess for me, it was just I noticed that like my first initial reaction is to swipe the side that doesn't have the ability to do that. So. And it's nice the way that you get the the little feedback of the of the audio moving up a notch only yeah. in that ear. So it's got that kind of haptic feel to it that makes it feel like a physical control. Um, so I think it's really polished. And I'm not I'm not surprised, but Apple was very smart with how they managed the volume control. Uh, basically, one swipe is like one volume button press, which is nice because imagine if it was like 
the slider visually that you get oh, on the like yeah, on that would be terrible. you would be so mad to try to like fine tune that you're going to be making yourself deaf so i mean obviously i kind of assumed they wouldn't do that but you you never know some companies will blow your mind with some of the things that you think they would know how to do and they just don't and even apple i mean look at the the mouse you know why put the charger on the bottom you know so they're not they're not impervious to bad design and functionality but here they knocked it out of the park and really that's kind of the overall theme with this whole this whole you know update um so i do think it sounds good i think the h2 chips really working out let's go into noise cancellation a little bit like have you been in any loud loud environments to where you've noticed a real difference or are you just kind of noticing um just in your own everyday use that it just sounds better I mean, they're not like AirPods Max. That's the thing. I would still reach for AirPods Max if I if I really needed to 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 block out the outside world. But the experience is still um, it creates such a a more sort of tranquil environment when you've got active noise cancellation on. I mean, it depends. Active noise cancellation always does. It's never going to be good at sporadic noises. It's always going to be better um, on things like a flight where it's a low rhythmic noise that it can cancel out. Um, you know, leaf blowers, car engines, that kind of thing. Um, it's not going to be great if you're, I don't know, using using a, a power tool or something. It's it's just not going to provide that same level of uh, noise cancellation. So you mean like if I'm outside cutting the grass, it's not going to be the, the same thing? That, it'd be good. It'd be good in that like instance a low... because it would be a cons- it would be yeah. a consistent noise. But you'll notice, um, and I've noticed it from time to time. If you have a new noise that comes in, so if you're using, say, a vacuum cleaner, it takes a few seconds for the active noise cancellation to catch up, so you hear it fully, and then it's it's finally cancelling it out a few seconds after. I mean, it is really good. It's just not as good as AirPods Max. But I guess that's understandable considering that um, the AirPods Max do fully uh, sort of encompass your is yeah and it's you know these really do need to be adaptive like you just said they need to figure out what's going on and then adapt to it which is going to bring us into our next topic of transparency which is also kind of adaptive now um in terms of like adjusting to super loud sounds that might come out of nowhere and so the whole point of transparency is to kind of boost the environment around you but if you're walking down the street and an ambulance flies by like you don't want that blasting into your ear when you have transparency on so um first off can you walk us through like your thoughts on that and then have you experienced it firsthand this is the one feature with the new airpods pro that i can't say i've noticed at all and maybe that's because i wasn't a, a user of the of the originals um but the way I would uh, explain it is when I saw this feature announced, I thought that it would be one of the noise settings. So, you know, if you long press on the volume controls, you get up transparency, you get up active noise cancellation, or you can just turn both of them off. I thought this would be an extra mode in addition to transparency. It's not. It's a feature in settings that is turned on by default. Um, and I can't say I've really noticed it in, in any in any way. I mean, I guess it's nice to know it's there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's something that anyone's going to run out to buy because it's not something you can modulate. I, where it would have been interesting is if they could have done it with the active noise cancellation where, um, as I understand you can do on some Bose headphones, is you can have noise cancellation on and then you can allow voice through if it's someone in front of you talking to you. That would be more useful. But well, transparency that blocks stuff out, I don't know how useful that is. So here is something that I had a conversation with somebody else about. And I, 
I don't I don't know where we kind of stood at, at the conclusion of that conversation because I was kind of confused if this is actually how it works. But doesn't it also recognize the decibel level? I mean, that's how it adapts, right? So it recognizes the decibel level, and if things get a little out of hand, um, it brings it down to something that won't damage your ears. Couldn't you, in theory, use these as like a very smart and super expensive version of earplugs? Like if I was in a concert and things got really loud all of a sudden in certain areas, like couldn't I pop those in and turn transparency on and it would like kind of bring, you know, what what, what does it do? It, it would, I'm assuming it would kind of bring in noise cancellation a little bit to kind of like offset. Like I'm, I'm imagining like a little balancing scale where it tries to like, I could be wrong on that whole like idea of it, but I think it depends on on how tight the seal is in the ear um, to be able to deliver noise cancellation at all. That's why it's so important to have um, a good fit and to use Apple's system. Um, but I'm not. I'm just. I'm not sure um, that they they are that good. I wish they would be that good, but I don't think the active noise cancellation in a device this small. Um, inside your ear is ever going to be quite as protective um, as, a, as a, like a solid foam earplug. Yeah. It's probably better than though. It's still giving you a little bit of a barrier. I think it's a good way. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of want to try it. Like, I'm going to feel like a, a weird person going to a concert with headphones on. Um, but, like, I kind of feel like I should try it to see if it makes, you know, the concert a little more manageable. I'm getting older and... Going to shows is like I love I love doing it, but I've often found that I really enjoy sitting now, as opposed to being down where everybody else is going crazy. Especially for the type of music that I listen to, it's a little bit on the heavier side. So I'm like I'm too old to be down down there with people, you know, going crazy. But like and so often in the the venues that I go to, the seats are right by like speakers, and so there's I've left one day after a show thinking I think I'm deaf. I think I finally lost it and I, it it was so bad so like putting i guess i should just need to bring you know earplugs but it would also be kind of nice to like not fully lose out on that and like if these could really work as some sort of you know addition to that um i don't know i think it would be more comfortable than a yeah. standard earplug too but i hadn't thought about them being used in those terms because that's basically like the uh the headphone limits that you can enable in settings where you can reduce loud noises to a certain decibel level so if it, if it, if that's effectively how um, adaptive transparency works, then that's great. But maybe they need to give you an actual slider for that, where you can yeah. choose a decibel level or explain it, because it was something that when it was explained at the event, as I say, I thought it was a setting you actually a sound mode you you turn on and off. Um, so I would say I actually I just assumed it was going to be something they say and then something we just kind of have to take their word for it. But it would be nice because like Apple could just say these things, and then we're sitting here like I guess that's happening. I have no idea. And we really don't know. There's no way to visually see if that's true or not. And that does bother me as yeah. well. It's it's hard. I, I guess unless there really was an ambulance going by and you could noticeably tell. But it's it's very uncommon that you will actually be in a situation where you will at least notice that's taking effect. I think all of the other features you do notice, um, that's that's maybe the only one that you, you don't. I saw an ambulance down my street today, but they turned the sirens off by the time they got to uh, the house. 
So I should have run out and grabbed you'd, my. You'd, you'd need you'd need two ambulances, right? So you have a chance to try with and a chance to try without. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they. I mean, I'm guessing they have their resources, but how am I supposed to test that? I just like I'm just gonna get an air horn and just blast that all of a sudden, you know? And just you could do it. it. You could do it over speakers. It could be quite a quite an interesting test, maybe for yeah. a video, and I see agree. you know if if you play some some sufficiently loud noise. I mean, you'd probably have to check the sound level to make sure that it was loud enough that they would actually be doing something. Yeah. Um, but I think there's there's interesting tests to be done in this area. What about the skin detect sensors? You find those to be very useful? I I am actually a fan of the skin detect okay. sensors. Most people don't care about them, but I care about them. Because when these came to the AirPods 3, um, I thought these were a really interesting upgrade. Because I thought the infrared sensors that have been, were used on the uh, first generation AirPods, second generation AirPods, AirPods Max, and the original AirPods Pro, I thought they were pretty bad. I thought that they always took a while to detect when they were in your ears. And they also uh, did not s uh, stop playing immediately when you took them out of your ears. And of course, everyone's been in the situation where they don't have their, their charging case with them and they stick their AirPods in their pocket and then their music carries on playing or they're holding them in their, their hand. That's annoying. And music keeps playing. Yeah. So if you're noticing that it's better? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, because I, 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 I'm used to using it from the AirPods, the AirPods 3. 3. So, so I, I really liked having them. But the difference um, that I noticed when I transitioned to skin detect sensors over there was, was quite noticeable. And they just look nicer. Yeah. Uh, as well and they that's one of the main things is actually enabling them to save battery life a lot of people don't realize this people think it's the h2 chip or um, the charging case but those skin detect sensors um, are a lot more efficient than the infrared sensors and they should just detect you know faster when they're in your ear because the, it's actually um, a much more specialized technology because it's it's literally detecting the water in your skin that's how it's working so it won't mistake a table or your pocket um, for skin, whereas an infrared sensor is a is a fairly basic and old technology where it's just yeah. if it's covered up or not. Um, I think it will be interesting when they come to the AirPods Max because uh, although you don't put your AirPods Max in your pocket in the same way and trigger them, uh, the battery life savings will be pretty good. And I think the AirPods Max would benefit from that kind of uh, raising on and off motion and getting that a little bit smoother and a little bit faster because it's really slow on AirPods Max, I find, to re-enable play. I think everything on the AirPods Max is kind of mediocre except for the sound and noise cancellation, which is, you know, 90% of what you would purchase it for. But, like, every little ancillary thing is kind of meh. Like, this could use improvement. Um, but, yeah, I, I never really got the full sense of the skin detect sensors on the 3 because I kind of use those here. Um, and just, like, at my desk. And I, when I was done, I'd put them down and into the case immediately. But, like, at home, I would use the AirPods Pro, the original ones, for, like, cutting the grass and doing things outside. And um, and I've often found taking them out of the case or out of my ears and putting them into my, like, hoodie pocket or in my jeans or shorts or whatever, yeah, those things are still playing music for, you know, 20, 30 minutes after I realize that it's going on in my pocket. So, um I haven't tested that fully yet, but I, I do know that it works really well, like you said. So I'm happy that it's there. I don't think anyone should be upset that it's there or like be like scoffing of it, yeah. you know. But like, it's just it's one of those things that it's it's a little improvement across the board, and I think that the reason why this as a whole is one of Apple's more significant upgrades is because it's it's every single part of the product. It's the charging case, it's the earbuds, it's audio quality, it's computational audio, it's the sound modes, it's charging, it's battery life. They've touched everything. And when you look at like what they've done with the Apple Watch Series 8 or even just the standard iPhone 14, 
it's not a, a total overhaul. And I know there's no radical new design, but it's it's every single part of this device is new, um, other than obviously the basic look of it. But the shape is very slightly different. Um, so I think it's a, I think it's a great overall upgrade. I yeah I mean I don't know like the lanyard is whatever the speakers I do really think as as weird as this sounds or as silly as it sounds like I do like the little chimes that it gives you it's a nice touch yeah it's nice to know that it's charging how many times have you put these things down and you know you're waiting yeah, for the, the light the LED is not enough no <laughs> and oftentimes it's slow I'm waiting for it I'm like is it charging like did it work or you missed it maybe maybe you just put them down you. You're walking out of the, you're looking at something else. Like to hear that is nice. Um, again, I don't really lose these all too often, but that is just me. And lots of people do lose them. And so it's nice that we have precision finding and a louder speaker now to be able to hear it instead of what would it just in the past, it would just play from the headphone speakers. Yeah, inside. Yeah. So it was very quiet. It was, you couldn't, and, and I don't even think then you could ever hear that. To connect and it was not, it was not a great solution. No. So yeah, it's a full on. Big upgrade. Have you ever tried personal? You can do this on any any AirPods Pro, but the personalized spatial audio. Yes. Yeah, so I I've been using it on the iOS 16 beta for a while now, and I believe it syncs across devices as well. So when you set it up on your iPhone, it syncs across to everything else. Uh, I can't tell a blind bit of difference with it. <laughs> so I set say. it up again <laughs> earlier, and thing. I still cannot tell. Sound spatialized. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it must maybe for some people that have a like an unusual head shape, or some something is going on with with your with your ears, or yeah, something something's going kind of on unusual, that means, but I, I <laughs> uh, that that means that you need that that personalization. But I think it'd be cool if they showed you in that setup process a before and after, so you could at least try and work it out. But you can't even turn it off in settings without. Yeah deleting your whole profile uh for personalized audio that's so kind of dumb yeah why can't i just turn they, it off and keep the settings they've engineered it um they've obviously put a lot of effort into engineering it so it must do something yeah but i think this is really one of those features that it's it's really for the headset just like so many other things that apple is developing um it's that is really what it is for. It's like, that's what spatial audio is for as a whole. They did not develop it because they thought it would be a cool experience on your AirPods. Um, you'd buy them whether it had spatial audio or not. It's there because it allows them to start building proper 3D environments and 3D sound that will actually be useful when you're using a, a VR headset. So they're, they're, they're layering it up. But I just wondered if you'd noticed any difference. No, not one, apparently bit. not. not one bit. <laughs> that's why I asked. I was like, I, I need to hear to see if he found something first because... Yeah, no, I, I think it sounds pretty much the same. And I feel like I'm pretty good at, like, picking up, you know, those little minor details and things. But, no, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, you know, maybe this is something we should ask next time we have Jonathan Morrison on the show is because he's he's so into spatial audio. Yeah. It would be great to get some, some, more, um, some more information about exactly what that is doing because yeah. – as far as I understand, if the if the instruments um, in a in a spatial audio mastered song are placed in three D space around you, if that's if, if spatialized spatial audio is effectively just um, mitigating for the size of your head and the position of your ears, I mean the size of people's 
heads does not differ that much or the positioning of people's ears. So you're talking like one inch difference. So if an instrument is placed one inch further away from you, how different does that actually make the, the listening experience? That would be my question. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't think you could have an answer for me, but that's my that's my no, question. No, I mean, I, I can't imagine it's it's going to be something that a lot of us would even notice, to be honest with you. But um, I do want to touch on one more thing with active noise cancellation that I just remembered. Um, I was a little worried when they said that it was going to be like two times stronger or better or more efficient than the last gen because. Noise cancellation for me is something that's really hit or miss. I really do enjoy it, but the pressure, I have very sensitive ears, the pressure that it puts mm. on your like head and ears as a whole, after a long period of time, I sometimes find myself turning it off. Um, even with the AirPods Max, I'm like, I can't, like on long flights, I have to switch between that and mm. this just to less, lessen it just a little bit because I, I just, I feel like it gives me a headache um, maybe I'm just being soft. I don't know, but no, I think I think that's 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 also my experience. It was something that I think put me off the original a little but I'm, as well. I think with the new design and the and like everything, I feel like it's not as bad. Um, even though it's stronger and better at what it's doing, I feel like the I don't I don't think the pressure that it provides in your ears or anything is any worse. Do you get that same inst- like that same feeling? Yeah. So that was part of what what made me want to switch because when I was using the first generation AirPods Pro, I could really only keep them in for maybe 20 to 40 minutes before I was feeling serious discomfort with uh, active noise cancellation enabled. Now these, I can keep them in for maybe two and a half hours, maybe three hours before I start to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, um, which is a huge step up, and so I'm, I, I sort of, I, I the whole thing with AirPods Pro, um, it's made me question: Was it really me that just couldn't get on with them, and it's because it's a new shiny thing that I like it, or is it actually that it's a huge upgrade? But something has gone on with these earbuds to make them address the the things that did not draw me to them in the first place, and so I guess that must be one of them. Could be a little bit of both, a little bit of uh, probably, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we all I like a new a new thing. Um, this is semi-related, but are we ever going to get Apple Classical? <laughs> what happened to that? Well, it is supposed to be this year, and so my money was on WWDC because you'd think that would be the time you're unveiling a new Apple Music app. I mean, Apple Music in the first place that was shown off at WWDC, right? Yeah. So you'd expect this new service because it is its whole um own app and a a sort of a new service it will be part of apple music so it won't be its own subscription but it's it's definitely something separate uh and it's nowhere to be seen but there are indications that it is now being added uh more and more to beta code so it's got to come sometime this year but it's kind of like the mac pro it's like one of these things that we we know is coming but just we never seem to we never seem to get it and the whole classical music thing is a little bit strange anyway. The whole idea of having a whole separate Apple Music app. So maybe yeah. they've averted another stage manager disaster and they're just not showing off what they're doing maybe until they're, they know it's good. Maybe they're taking my advice and just figuring out a way to make it all into one app. Like you could just make it its own section and give it its own different functionality if you need to for finding things. But it doesn't need to be a separate app. I feel like it it shouldn't. I don't know anything about development, so I will not be definitive when i say that but that's just my opinion i feel like no i would agree because the the actual apple music app i really think is uh quite poor uh i think it is one of apple's probably one of their worst apps 
Um, I, I, I love some aspects of it compared to at least Apple Music on other platforms. It's horrendous to use on the Mac. It's pretty terrible to use on the Apple Watch. So it's the best of the Apple Music apps. Um, but I just really hope they've not taken two years out of uh, developers' work on the actual main Apple Music app just to give us Apple Classical when Prime Phonic, which is the service this was originally based on, was fine before. Yeah. I don't know why Apple didn't leave it. A bit like Dark Sky. When they bought Dark Sky, they kept that app available. It only actually was removed from the App Store today when we're recording this. Right. So they left that service up. Why did they not leave Prime Phonic up for those users? Also, so some... why does that service, not to get off topic, why, why am I getting different reports from Dark Sky and Apple Weather app? Like, they're the same... Don't they, they run off? Should be. No, yeah, I sometimes get different. I, I sometimes get different like information, like it's different degrees, um, and like percentages of rain seems different. I don't know. Maybe that's a difference in how it's passing local data, where you can upload yourself yeah, what the weather is. But I don't know how many people actually do that. Have you ever? Have you ever looked at your weather app and thought, "I'm going to submit what my current weather is at this location"? No. So, yeah, I wonder how many people actually do that. It's like I wonder how many people submit, and probably more people, when there's been a car crash. You know, uh, in Apple I Mac. think a lot of people on Waze do that. Like, Waze seems to be, that's kind of how Waze, the whole foundation, yeah. right, of everything was built. But Apple Maps, nah. maybe not so much. Yeah. Although maybe now you don't need it with, with crash detection. Maybe uh, maybe that's one of the unspoken perks, is it automatically? Oh, that's Apple a good Maps. idea. Can they do that legally? Like automatic? I mean, it's not like a personal info thing, but like. Well, they they already that's how they get all their traffic information. So any Apple Maps traffic information is based on other users. Oh, other people. That's true. Roads. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. I mean, I can make my conclusions on the AirPods Pro two very simple. I think if you are looking for any pair of AirPods and you want the best of the best in ear ones, this is the way to go. Um, I think if your AirPods Pro are fine right now and they're not experiencing any issues and you're cool with it, there's no reason to go and upgrade. But when you do upgrade, don't feel like you're making a lateral move because it's not. Um, or if you're just a person who wants the latest and greatest, then I mean you're still gonna, you know, you're gonna notice a good a good jump. I, do you uh, do you feel the same way or? Yeah, I, I'd 100% agree. I think. The nature of AirPods batteries, unfortunately, and AirPods repairability means that you there will be a sizable number of original AirPods users, AirPods Pro users, that will be ready to upgrade. Um, even probably people still using AirPods 2 that want mm -hmm. to upgrade to the, the Pros, and it's the perfect time. But if you've bought AirPods Pro at a cheap price, uh, you know, on a Prime Day deal or something in the last year, then you probably shouldn't be rushing out to buy these. But when you do, you will enjoy it. And yeah. I would say to anyone that didn't like the originals for some reason, didn't like an in-ear design, I'd say give these a chance because they've, they've really converted me and converted me very quickly. Um, and I would even say if you're kind of, if you're not so keen on the AirPods Max, these fill a really nice gap between uh, the AirPods 3 and the AirPods Max. They're kind of all you need, really. If you can only have one set, um, I think they're, they feel like you get a lot more for your money than with the other two sets of AirPods. AirPods 3... They do feel a little bit pricey for what they offer. And AirPods Max, obviously, are ridiculously priced. But for the AirPods yeah. Pro, I think you, you get quite a lot for your money now. Well, speaking of getting a lot for your money and whether or not you should run out and get it, we're going to talk a little bit about the Apple Watch Ultra. It's right here. 
I've been wearing it for the last week almost. Uh, I think tomorrow would be a week. Um, I will say the biggest thing that I've noticed, because at the end of the day, after about, I don't know, I put out my first impressions video, right? And I did that live unboxing. And what I mean by that is I didn't script anything. I didn't play with it first. I opened it up. I got my first look right then and there. I've never used one beforehand. And those are my immediate reactions. And it's big. I'm not sugarcoating it. But when you put it on your wrist and you actually use it, it's not as big as everyone thinks it is. I mean, it's certainly large. Like, it's it's hard to say because you're like, well, which is it? Is it big or is it not big? And, and, and it's a little bit of both. Like, I think we were all anticip- anticipating it to be larger, and it's not. It, But it is larger. I, I feel like I'm just running in circles. But either way, expect it to be a big watch, but not too big to where you feel comical about it. And I, I, unless you have smaller wrists. My wrists are fine. Um, I think they kind of fit this mold here. I like the look. I like the the way this feels, the the, the digital crown. It's... Um, and I, I haven't used the well, – I mean, I did use the Series 8. Do you have the Series 8? Yes, I do Okay, now. Is the digital crown like a little more like – I don't know how to describe this. Is it harder to like kind of – to have more resistance? That's what I'm thinking of. Does it have more resistance? I feel like it doesn't, right? It's the same. I, I would have said it was the same, but now you're asking me and I'm, I'm feeling it. Maybe there's a tiny bit more resistance. But then I had my Series 6 before this for quite a long time, so maybe that got a little loose. So on the Ultra, there is noticeable amounts of resistance. And it might be just because of the way it's kind of entrapped in this little, like, what do they call this? Do they have a special term for the... Uh, crown guard. The crown. I knew they had a term. I knew it. The crown guard here. Um, you know, it, it's definitely... it's. It also makes it kind of harder to... Which is the point. Um, it makes it hard to, like, actually press when you need it sometimes. And, like, locate it. Um, which could be a little frustrating, but I mean, I still really like the design. I like the look. I like the way it feels. It's fine. It is big, but whatever. It doesn't weigh my, weigh me down or anything. It's surprisingly light for how big it is. Um, but the biggest thing that I've noticed, um, battery life is insane. Like, it's absolutely insane. So I did my version of testing for the battery because ultimately at the end of the day, I am just a regular person who has no need for any of this crazy stuff. Uh, wearing an Apple Watch Ultra on a daily basis. So I don't do a lot with it, but I tried to do a little more. I did some workouts, surprisingly, and I made sure to test that. I didn't charge my watch at all starting this past Monday. I took it off the wa- uh, the, the charger at 7.50, I think, um, right before I left the house, and I didn't put it back on the charger until the following Wednesday definitely past 48 hours i'd say like almost 50 hours and that's way past what apple rated it right then they say 36 i believe so yeah and you can get even longer with low power mode i didn't turn that on and there's also a special mode that's not even low power mode right that's coming to it yes yeah what is that power mode or something i don't know yeah is that like another fairy is that like another fairy tale feature that they tell us happens and then we just take their word for it well, let's hope it doesn't go the same way as stage manager. Yeah. Um, but my question would be, is it actually more useful? I know the what? battery life is more useful, but the device itself, if you ignore battery life, is it is that larger display, is that design, is the flat display, does it actually, um, is it more useful day to day? You've got a brighter display, you've got uh, so, louder speakers. 
So I haven't used well, – this is also funny. I never downloaded the beta for watchOS 9. I completely skipped it. And so I forgot a lot of the changes that were coming until I got the Series 8 and I used that for a little bit until the Ultra came. And I didn't realize that they showed when you would get like a text or a message come in, you can see a little bit of the text yeah. alongside it. So that's for everyone, right? That's standard. But on the Ultra, because it's bigger, I can see almost the full message sometimes, which I guess you could consider more useful. Like I can see way more information. Um, this I'm using this watch. I don't know if I particularly watch uh, like this watch face. This is the the what is it? The wave. Wayfinder. Wayfinder. Wayfair is the cheap furniture company. The Wayfinder. Um, so this gives you, what, eight complications at once. I don't need that. I was often finding myself, like, having a hard time figuring out which ones I wanted um, or would use. Um, and I also don't know if I like – I don't like reading analog-looking watches sometimes. It's hard for me to do at a quick glance because I'm just so out of practice with it. Uh, but it does look cool. I, I do like that you have, like, you know, the compass kind of going. And then you can just add your complications in there. But, like, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's still just a regular Apple Watch. I think the, the most important thing is the battery life for me. Um, yes. I never used sleep tracking on this because I didn't want to have to charge my watch, like, either before or in the morning. Um, I just assumed it was going to die. And usually by the end of the day, it's, like, what, 30%? And if I tried to do sleep tracking, it would probably be at like 15 to 10% when I woke up the next day. And so this allowed me to do that for two nights where I wasn't worried about it dying. And it didn't. And then, you know, you can charge it in the morning. And I think it, I put it on the charger with like 10% left. And when I got... Did you use a fast charger? No. And that's the other thing that I should have done, but I didn't. I just used what was available to me. And uh, I, I got, like, up to 30%. And that 30% lasted me the whole day. So, I mean, it's pretty wild. And, like, when you're not doing anything with it, you're just being a normal person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've gone to bed with 90% after a full day. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy good. It's good battery life. And especially after such poor battery life for years on the Apple Watch, it makes it even more noticeable. When really, this is kind of what the Apple Watch should always have been. Yeah. And, I mean, I know a ton of other people who are either wearing you know, different Apple Watch, or not different Apple Watches, different smartwatches, especially those who have, like, uh, you know, Garmin watches where they're, you made, they've made that little tongue-in-cheek tweet where they measure their battery life in, what, weeks or something, months, yeah. as opposed to days or hours. Whatever, man, whatever. It can't do any way, like, anywhere near the same amount of stuff that an Apple Watch could do. Uh, that's kind of the whole point, and that's why Apple is trying to get into this. It's like, yeah, you can get, a really nice watch um, for tracking your metrics and use it on a, a crazy hike, diving, using it for running a marathon, and it'll last you. And oh, by the way, it's basically an extension of your iPhone in your pocket. Like none of those other ones can do that. They might have some similar features, but it's not. Let's not sugarcoat it. It's not anywhere near the same level of functionality. Um, so if you just if you don't care about that and you want something to be good at the one specific thing that you're buying it for, then yeah, I guess I would still recommend maybe going for those other ones. But I mean, if you want an Apple Watch that can finally do everything that you might you know want in the future, this is pretty much it. And so I wouldn't say you shouldn't buy it. I would say that if you don't think you're ever going to get into any of the things that it's meant to do, then 
maybe skip it. But again, if you're looking at like the stainless steel, I know you're going to get mad because of the stainless steel Apple Watch. I think this looks better. I think this is stronger. I think it has better features, and it's the same price. So I, I can't, I can't, I can't agree with you there. I know you can't. I know, I know. You probably think the other one looks better. I, I mean, they both look good. No, no. I, 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 st- I just, I think they're for different markets, right? So I think that the Apple Watch Ultra is not like a dress watch. It's not I, something but, that. Oh, oh, but I certainly think you can make it dressy. I would question that. And I tell you why, because there are no first party leather bands or metal bands. And even if you buy Apple's leather bands, they won't fit properly in the casing. So if you want something that looks clean and 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 do you and like the the international know. orange action button, it's not it doesn't it doesn't pair well with like a sleek uh, fashion focused. Listen, design. I'm taking. I'm taking family portraits today. I'm going to put a leather link band on it, and it's going to look fine, and no one's going to notice. I mean, to be fair, it's it does like at least as far as I'm looking at it now, it looks like yeah. basically every other Apple it Watch. Does. It, it so, does. I mean, unless I went wait, I don't know how to do this on like you can't even see the underside where the thing is, but yeah. I'll just take it off. Unless you're looking in, at like in profile, this side. it's quite similar. Yeah, I mean, it's all out of focus because you can see my face. Um, let's see. Yeah, there we go. See, look. I block my face out. The autofocus one. I mean, yeah. I mean, I could tell it was an Apple Watch Ultra, but I'm well, saying sure. The but you're around it all person. the time. Can your yeah, parents? That, can your parents do that? Like, I don't know. Would they? And, and, and Apple purposefully kept that kind of uh, Apple Watch familiar shape to it. I'm just saying that it's 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 not targeted at the same people that are considering the stainless steel watch. So. If you are interested in the stainless steel watch, chances are you actually are not interested in the Ultra. And if you're interested in the Ultra, chances are you're not interested in the stainless steel. I think there's very few people that are in that are in both camps because if you are interested in the stainless steel Apple Watch, you have chosen that you are happy to pay, uh, what, $400 more because you just want a premium material. That's yeah. the, like, you're that sort of customer. Um, and if you're that bothered, I mean, I'm one of those customers. If you if you care that much about the, the finish and you're willing to pay that much, uh, you're, it's going to bother you about the bands. It's going to bother you about the size. Uh, it's it's for different people. That's all, well, that's all I'm saying. So this sport loop band fits perfectly fine. At the edges? Do the lugs yeah, not? Yeah, they look fine. Be very, very slightly in set. I mean, if if you... If you didn't say anything, if you were like, if I didn't know at all that they don't technically fit 100%, I would argue to my grave that this is perfectly fine. <laughs> and it looks... It's, it, it's definitely fine. And I accept, you know, the actual Apple Watch Ultra bands are probably not for, for everyone, especially the Ocean Band, because it's so bulky. So you do want to use the normal bands in day-to-day. I'm just saying that the stainless steel watch is is more different to the Ultra. It's not trying to do the same thing. Like, take the Apple Watch MS. That costs more than the Ultra. And the people that are considering the Apple Watch MS are not going to jump over to the Ultra because they're, they're, they are different sorts of customers. But that's And that's where I disagree 100% because it's a band. Just I wish if you could just buy the band separately, which you can't, right? You can. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll just buy the band and move it over. And you could get a better watch that looks... Ah, uh, no, see, this is the thing. So with the Apple Watch MS, you get uh, an extra sport band, which you can't buy normally. And also you get the exclusive watch faces. 
So if you're actually going for the complete I, I, I get that. look, the watch and you want face. those watch faces to match it, you want the you want the full you want the that's full the thing. reason why I would go and with also, the Nike. The lugs wouldn't match. They wouldn't match the casing. That would bother if you're spending that much. You want it all to go. You want it all to be cohesive. I know, I know, and I I, I promise you, everybody is going to agree with you on this. I just no. I, I, people feel strongly about this. People either love or hate the stainless steel watch. I don't. It's, I it's, love the stainless it, steel. That's what I had before. It just in my eyes, I don't think this looks that much worse or better. I just think they're. I think they look like an Apple Watch, and the stainless steel looks like a nicer version of the Apple Watch. Although I'd argue that I kind of like my midnight aluminum one, and at times I would say I would just choose that. If you're if you're really just going for what you think looks better, and if you're trying to get a better look, um, save the money and go with the midnight. In my opinion, I think it looks fine. But like, I just think this looks different. I do think, in my eyes, it looks a little better at times. And then I just can't help but be clouded in my judgment when I think of all the other things that you get with it. It's so hard for me to be like, nah, you should just get the stainless steel regular one because it's a stainless steel version. Um, and you maybe you might like the way that looks better, but I just I think the functionality is huge on this. The functionality is tempting and you know i am a big fan of the stainless steel watch and i'm a big fan of the 41 millimeter model so the apple watch ultra has kind of always been well that's the uh, thing since it was announced it's been out of my mind but the battery life and the action button are the two things that would make me buy it yeah. and i would consider having a, a watch that is way too big for me just to have that action button to set well, some timers and all of my thoughts here need to be predicated on the subject of like i don't mean any of this if you uh, for you if you do not a like the design and look of it and if they if you can't fit this on your wrist without feeling or looking ridiculous i mean who cares how you look uh, personally but you need to be comfortable in how you look and and how it feels and if you don't like that then yeah no obviously stay away from it that's you know but uh, and no one needs this no normal human needs what this can offer but in my mind when i start to look up at the other finishes i I personally don't care strongly either way which one I get between titanium and stainless steel. They're very durable. Um, this one's more durable. And I don't know. Then I start to look at the price and what I get for each one, and I just get more with this. So it just makes more sense, even if I'm not going to use it, which I promise you I'm probably not going to use any of this. I, I still can't help but think that if you're starting to look into the other ones, that you should at least consider it. Try it out. Do you find the action button useful? What are you what have no. you been using it for? No. Unless really? it can no, because I don't use any of the the only things that you can do. Now hold, hold, hold I do need to say that uh uh there is one particular use case that could be useful. I just haven't had the chance to like fully mess around with it. But one of the main options here, and I'll I'll read it out for those who don't know. Um but I listed this in my in my video on it. So if you go into settings and you go to action button, um the options are workout, stopwatch, waypoint, backtrack, dive, flashlight, and the one that I think could be really useful, shortcut, aka That's the making one. a shortcut or Siri shortcuts. I don't know. Apple just kind of botched those names as well. So if you use shortcuts a lot, then it could be useful because then you have one easy way to launch into whatever you want to launch into. This is basically the best way you're going to be able to customize this button right now um, until Apple actually, if they do, open up that functionality, which I really hope they do. Um, developers do have the ability to do something with it, right? They just It just hasn't happened yet. I would hope they would. 
Um, I mean, the shortcuts thing will enable them to interface with it anyway, because you could set up a shortcut for a third party app. But that's something that I would love just the ability to, uh, to be able to set a timer immediately using that button would be would be just great. Um, and I think that, you know, when you try and trigger shortcuts from a watch face, not only does it look ugly on the watch face and takes up space when you want something you can refer to really as a complication, but you still have to tap run. Um, and I really hope with the action button that you don't have to do that, that you well, can just immediately run a shortcut. Well, let's see, because I don't. So if I do, okay, let's do, see, all of these shortcuts that I have, though, are not meant for the watch. So I just, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, shortcuts how... for the watch is a little finicky, so. Let's try what's happening on Twitter. I feel like that'll work. Okay, so. I picked this very generic shortcut and I'll push the button. It does automatically run it. It just isn't, Oh, that's good. It's just not running it properly because it's on my watch. But it does look like it's trying to run it. Um and that's the thing. That's what makes it useful, honestly, is if you can find proper um shortcuts that are going to work, then I I do think that that'll be fine. Um, the one thing I will say is that uh, I often find myself accidentally pressing it, and really, that's kind of annoying. And so it's not all the time, Where? but I you know, notice like, does it get caught on your sleeve? What what is it? I don't know. I don't know if it's just like me like bending my wrists back a little bit and like, well, no, that's not really possible. I feel like I don't know. Honestly, I've just noticed that every once in a well, sometimes I grab my watch like this when I'm trying to look at it, and so my thumb's really close to the to the action button here. I, I, so, like, I think when I go to grip it, it will um, just kind of go off. And the other thing that I do want to add is that I think the the Apple Watch Ultra is always on display and just screen overall is brighter. Um, but I couldn't tell in certain cases I noticed, and I think it might have just been the first couple days, maybe a bug or something. But, like, I would notice that my Apple Watch seems like it was kind of always on and not in, like, the always on display mode. Like, I mean, like the screen was actively on. And so things were being right. like pressed, complications were being pressed. And I don't know why. I couldn't tell if it was like my sleeve was making it weird or what. Um, it's been fine now, but I've noticed that like it's the always on display is much more sensitive to being back on to like up and running and being able to press it. Do you think that's because it protrudes more from the casing that it just it just gets caught more? I honestly don't know. I'm guessing so. But it was it it hasn't been it was really noticeable the first couple of days and I was kind of annoyed by it, um, but now it's been better. So uh, honestly, though, you know, if you're looking at the watch, I mean, I didn't test any of the things that you probably are wondering, but uh, from a normal Apple Watch perspective, it is perfectly fine. Got great battery life. It looks nice. The screen's brighter and bigger, and you can see more information. Um, so, I mean, I would definitely recommend it in terms of that. And then all you got to do is figure out whether it works well for what extreme or, you know, I don't know. People are laughing at me when I say extreme activities and like hiking is not extreme. Well, it can be. And like running is not extreme, but it could be. I think running a marathon is pretty extreme. So like, you know, whatever you're going to think you're going to use this for to where it is actually made for people like you. Or if you're just in an environment where you want something more durable, I've noticed that like I've scraped it up against things already, and my other watch would have been wrecked for some of the things that's happened. And with this, it's actually looking nice. Um, 
I have been one of those people who have been clamoring for a darker version, but some of the things about that have been like, oh, well, that's going to get wrecked if it gets, you know, scratched and everything. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I can't tell whether it would. I mean, if it was anodized aluminium like the yep. uh, you know base model Series 8, then it definitely would get completely destroyed. But this is a titanium watch, which means it would use the same process that the uh, Space Black Titanium Apple Watch Edition used to use, which, as far as I know was not finished in that way so it would wear a lot better um, okay well then let's just do that because i saw some people yeah, I, do a render of it and it, it looks it mid-cycle nice. update wouldn't it yeah you can imagine that you know when they introduce new color options that there would be interest in that I think. that'll piss people off for sure well it, it always it always does the mid-cycle refresh because they're always the colors you want like last year's green was a great uh, how many people would have bought that green oh yeah i would have out of the gate I would have done that in a heartbeat. Although this year, whatever the unless it's an orange, I am a huge fan. I've said this many times, and I'm gonna keep saying it. This space black iPhone looks super nice. Still, I'm very happy with it. So, I think it might be blue. Blue, the color now, because we've had we've we've now don't so have a blue blues. for the pro models, and we have for the last two years. So maybe they'll uh, they'll reintroduce a nice blue. That was one of the the, the rumored colors. Let's go bold. Let's go different. You know. Let's, I'm not going down this rabbit hole of colors again, but I just, I'm so bored by the pro colors. This is the first time, and it's just black. It's it's a boring color. Well, purple had the chance to impress you, but I think purple is not uh, is not it's really excited. It's fine. It's fine. It is fine, but it's not. I think people were l less excited for purple than they even thought they would be when it was rumored because it looks so gray. And when you think, when there was midnight green, which was the first color for uh, a pro model. People loved it. People loved that color. People loved um, Pacific Blue even more. And Sierra Blue was also really popular. Deep Purple, is it really getting that much popularity? Are people really buying it? People just think it looks gray in the Apple Store. Yeah. I don't know. I guess if you're a Deep Purple buyer, let us know in the in the comments to you know, fight for your color. But I think I'm... I'm I'm on this team space black for sure. What is this grossness on the back of it? It's really bothering me. I'm going to have to clean that. <clears throat> but yeah, um, I think the last, I think this last set of products that came out, the iPhone, AirPods, Apple Watch Ultra have all been pretty good. So a lot to be excited about if you're in the market for any of these new products. Yeah, and it's not over yet. We're still expecting nope. more. Uh, well, it depends when you're listening to this. It's either this month or next month. So yeah, we'll start to get into some of the other stuff that's going to be on the horizon in October. It should be another busy month. Uh, so be sure to follow us here on the podcast. However, if it's a subscribe button or a follow button, whatever it is on your platform, uh, be sure to hit that. And of course, you can watch the video version on YouTube. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one.